will fix you. Hello, and welcome to We Will Fix You, a show that, while technically a podcast, could also be a cardigan if you just believe in yourself. Yes. And if you're struggling to believe in yourself or struggling with anything, really, you can write to us at wewillfixyoushare at gmail.com or on a little anonymous web form at hauntedphonograph.com. Joining me today for Fixing's Most Delightful, we have Mrs. Lucy Velvet, a maritime barrister. Good evening. Mr. Dave Condry, the creature from the Cack Lagoon. Good evening. And H.J. Doom, quantity severe to the stars. And I, as ever, am Roger Hart. Professor of Cetacean Podiatry. Today's question relates to dating. (laughs) No, shacking. Dear We Will Fix You, I have recently rejoined the so-called networking app, Grindr. After many years of absence, and I'm finding it all quite unsettling. Not the hookups, they're fine, or no less so than you'd expect. It's the conversations that are bewildering. I feel like I'm providing free counselling for every damaged, neurotic, or merely peculiar 22-year-old in a three-kilometre radius. We're responding to messages from sometimes attractive younger men who was once flattering and exciting. Now it's a minefield of not knowing whether I'm going to get dick pics or a great outpouring of loneliness, upset, and trauma. The other week, I talked myself out of a potentially exciting threesome by helping a couple involved realize they'd not set their expectations properly and weren't really communicating. Don't get me started on the kid who was terrified of his own budding piss fetish. Oh, fixers, what do I do? Ignore the messages, Try to forge a graceful exit from these chats. Just stop replying. I'm not a trained therapist or professional of any stripe, but apparently my vague sense of wanting to be decent to people is sabotaging my libido. Help me. What say you to that, H.J. Doom? Helping people is said to be its own reward. This is clearly a lie. The kind of lie that is put about by those who've never developed the unfortunate reputation of being someone who can help and lend a sympathetic ear. If helping people really was its own reward, a horde of well-meaning people, high on the pure joy of being of service to society, would already have beaten Jacob Rees-Mogg to death with Boris Johnson's severed arm. It's hard work, I think we all know that, acting as a surrogate parent to a bunch of young, fragile homosexuals, especially in an arena designed largely to facilitate the free and frank exchange of semen. It's somewhat akin to ordering a pizza and having to spend 30 minutes on the telephone explaining what a pizza is and how you go about making it. When what you really want is just a pizza or indeed some semen. What I think you need to do in this situation is turn a negative into a positive. You can't change the fact that you've got a sympathetic demeanour. You're stuck with it. So what we're going to do is we're going to take the negative experience of being solicited for emotional support by young, fragile homosexuals and turn that 
into a positive experience of becoming extremely wealthy. The only sensible thing you can do once it's become clear that you've become one of those people who exudes natural sympathy is to start an advice podcast on the internet. Then, when the hapless young homosexuals start to lean on you for emotional support, you can direct them to your advice podcast. This will have the happy side effect of turning you into a new media content provider, and this will inevitably lead to you becoming extremely wealthy. Because the best thing about new media is that you don't actually have to do anything in order to attract the cash. Simply dish out your sage advice and Within weeks, complete strangers will begin stuffing wads of greasy fivers through your letterbox in simple gratitude and admiration for the worthwhile service you provide ostensibly for free on the internet. I think I can speak for everyone involved in this podcast when I say that we live lives of unparalleled luxury, the likes of which the humble peons who write in with their problems can only dream of. Whenever I need more money, for example, I just ring up a venture capitalist and tell them that we've created a new digital currency index linked to the number of advice podcasts on the internet called the fix coin if that doesn't work i just shriek blockchain blockchain over and over again and pretty soon a couple of million quid just appears in my account as if by magic so that is a solution start an advice podcast call it something catchy like we will mend you or we will heal you or or our blockchain destroys problems now it'd be very helpful if you could then see your way clear to making sure that at least 70% of the advice you actually dole out is also to start a problem-solving podcast, because that's going to do wonders for Fixcoin's value. And obviously, as Fixcoin goes up, everybody wins, at least for a little while. It's very important also that I stress that this is in no way, shape or form an advice podcast-based pyramid scheme. It's not an advice podcast pyramid scheme. I hope that clarifies things. All the same, it would be really helpful if you could tell at least three or four people on the internet to go and start an advice podcast, uh, preferably sooner rather than later. This beluga caviar ain't going to pay for itself. Splendid. Okay, so... First off, remember that you don't owe these people anything, and you don't have to carry on these conversations if you don't want to. Like That's just like the basic sort of advice. You can extricate yourself from this shit if you want to. You do not owe these people anything. But then perhaps, you know what? Perhaps, in fact, you don't want to extricate yourself from this. Like You are, after all, writing to us. A podcast who has advised people to uh, fake the Chinese afterlife in a ramshackle lockup rented from a man named Oxide Corleone, and to masturbate while in an iron lung by using a drone fleet and a tub of pudding. So I'm not convinced this is a sincere cry for help. In fact, I think the problem is more about your time and the things you want to do anyway. And I think you kind of hit something when you said providing free counselling. I think you fucking capitalist scumbag. I think you'll feel much better if you're earning that twink anxiety dollar. So here are a few ways you can get paid for your time. Now, first off, you need, you're gonna need to put like a little bit of text or a URL in something in your, in, in, your, in your bio. Maybe maybe you can go for the sort of dom, daddy market, don't even message me if you haven't paid, or you could be a bit softer, just kind of like, if you've enjoyed this therapeutic chat experience, why not leave a tip? 
Um, just tips, jokes left as an exercise to the listener. Uh, so once, once you've worked out your phrasing, you're, you're going to need some back-end services, um, which you could also put in your bio. But that's, 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 that's kind of where I come in as a, as a sort of uh, as a technology product manager and occasional business systems expert. I've done the research so you don't have to. And there are many consumer services you can use for billing and payment processing or simple booking and scheduling. So um, here's, here's a few of my favorites. Um, <clears throat> you can book me. It's a relatively new web service. It does um, easy appointments and scheduling. So uh, you can use this for booking time. Uh, you can register, set up time slots, let people book bits of your time. It's got really slick calendaring. Um, and it does have e-commerce integration on the paid tier, and that's about seven quid a month. So that'll give you like some stub URLs and the ability for people to book your time slots. Um, actually, counselors and therapists do use it. I've, I've kind of I've spoken to people that do, so that's, that's, that's possible. Um, Buy Me A Coffee is a really simple tip jar service for creatives. You register, it gives you a page, create custom donation links. It won't schedule your council appointment, counseling appointments, but you can leave a link in your bio. Um, payment processing is through Stripe, which is basically a nicer PayPal. So they take a 5% cut, but it's pretty slick and it's pretty low friction. Patreon, obviously, it's Patreon. Um, your creator bio, though, on Patreon might need to say more than is sabotaging my pelvic fun times through unqualified therapy. Just kind of like, think about your Patreon presentation. There are fees as well. Stripe, PayPal, other payment processors, um, they do donation buttons, sort of cuts out the middleman for web services. They also have processing fees. The nice thing about PayPal is being able to just use an email address. You can send arbitrary money to a PayPal email address. The nasty thing about PayPal is Peter Thiel, so actually maybe don't use PayPal. Quite common for people at the borderlines of sex work, kind of dabbling a little bit, is um, which, which I'm not suggesting you are, but which uh, is um, Amazon wish lists and affiliate links. So people might quite often say, "Hey, just buy me something off my Amazon wish list." It's a nice way of getting a little kickback. And if you sign up for their affiliate program, you'll you'll need a website to do that, but that's fine. If you sign up through their affiliate program, um, anything bought through your affiliate links will give you a five percent kickback on top of that. So you could advertise your wish list and get cash back. I think that's reasonably efficient. You, it feels a bit innocuous as well if they really enjoy chatting to you. People can be uneasy about giving money, but they might want to buy you, say, that twenty-gallon vat of lube you've been lusting after. You know, maybe. Um, Sage will pay proper payment providers too much hassle unless you're getting proper enterprise. You could. It's a royal board, like, so it will play, and their, their, cus their customer service sucks. But, you know, maybe look at it. The, the payment plans are... Mm -hmm. And there are gateways and portals and testing, and just don't bother. Chatterbait, you may have heard of. It's a bit, this, is, this is a bit more outre. Um, Chatterbait uh, kind of takes the problem with chat roulette, where everyone was just naked and beating off, and turns that into the main, in fact, really their only feature. Um, <clears throat> this way you can still get your jollies, you are on grinder after all, and you can talk to people, um, talk people off the ledge, I guess. Um, payment is with their own token-based currency and the exchange rates are punitive, it is, it is kind, of, kind of weird, but there's a strong tipping culture and it may really suit you if you're an exhibitionist, so um, people whack off on webcam and can be watched and some channels are paid or you can switch over to a private show or you can tout for kind of tokens and currency and tips. There's a whole gamification mechanic that may appeal to you if you're like that. And then finally you've got your, uh, your kind of full stack solution. I like Squarespace. I mean, we, we host the podcast on it. It's really easy to use. Um, the integrated e-commerce options come at the higher tier. That's still quite cheap. It's 15 quid a month. 
So, but, but be sure you're going to make that money back. Um, that's got a full integrated e-commerce suite. You can set up a shopping cart. You can do checkout. It doesn't do fulfillment, obviously, like they're not magic, but it will do all the payment process. Now, lots of platforms, uh, including Grindr, actually, are very, very negative about sex work. They they will occasionally really pruriently remove stuff. Um, erotica gets penalised on a lot of platforms. Sex work is is often um, sort of hounded off payment providers. It's genuinely a bad time to be in that space. There's there's a lot of pearl clutching. Um, that's terrible, and you, you could either join the growing political groundswell that's arguing against that, um, or if you're time poor, just make sure that you don't get caught. So be, be very explicit that um, that what you're offering is not sex work, it's purely counselling. You're just going to direct them to your payment options after them, you know, making them feel a little guilty about taking up your time. You're also presumably not a qualified practitioner, so pricing is an issue here. Now, for an hour of counselling in the UK, you would expect to pay somewhere between 30 and 80 pounds, probably at the higher end of that. This is, this is good news, which is, uh, so if you half the base cost, if you, if you go at like 15 quid for an hour of, of your time here, um, you'll pay your Squarespace costs right off. Um, you might even have a bit of cash left over to look at the uh, professional liability insurance that holy fuck you're going to need. I've just checked and uh, I have an erection, but I'm sad.com is available, so uh, snap that up. And Squarespace will sort out your hosting. We're literally the only podcast that isn't sponsored by Squarespace. Why are we promoting Squarespace? I don't know, they just really impressed me with the user experience. Like, genuinely, this is sincere and shit. <laughs> Although, hi, Squarespace, we'd love, love some money. We'll flog a mattress. Yeah, we'll, we'll sell it in a fucking second. Yeah, I'll do an ad right now. I don't have ethics. Do you? Not recently. Yeah. I haven't been tested recently. Lucy. Well, I think with a bit of investment, you could step into this a little, a little more fully. The, the setting up a counselling service is one thing, but with a bit of money, I think you could purchase a wig and some glasses and just lay right into coming off as Sigmund Freud in the flesh. Now, this does, of course, mean that you would need to move the date along to the meeting in person stage as quickly as possible. And as someone who has not spent a lot of time on Grindr, I'm not sure how feasible that is. But I think if you just, you know, emerge from a darkened alley, wearing your wig and spectacles um, and say, something to do with your childhood, perhaps? Then uh, it would all go really well. You know, you could just sit them down. You could bring a couch with you, mobile settee with a bit of, you know, wheels on the bottom and just push it around on a trolley and uh, lay everybody out and just have a chat with them. You could charge at the end, of course, in person, which I think is a bit easier to extract money, but there might be more questions. You might have to bring a tent as well. This is getting complicated. But I do believe that if you really just uh, decide that you are dating as Sigmund Freud, this would go off quite well. Mr. Convery. You need to just be very explicit up front that this is not what you're there for. People are just fragile in every walk of life. You could get caught up in this uh, work in the pub with friends. But you're never going to be the king of Bonatown without knuckling down. So we need to get all of this off your plate on the bio section on Grinder. Get on there right now. Set it to all caps and write just here for crotchular fun times for life advice. Email we will fix you show at gmail.com and they'll sort you 
right the fuck out. That is my advice to you. It worked for you, didn't it? Fine advice. Yes. And if you would like such similar fixes, well, the nice man's already told you where to write. You don't have to shack him on grinder. Ta-ta! It's just all the colours, you know? The yeah. urine has a huge um, spectrum. Quite dark. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Is this going in? It okay. turns out my teeth are cursed. <laughs> <laughs>